Out in front of shot, off the post, rebound, score! Paul Connor follows the puck off the iron, puts it into the goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Broken up from behind, intended for Milano. Two on one for Vegas. Marcia so on the left. Will Smith got it to him. He scores! Nicholas Wong! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Ballard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... We are having some fun. Chapman and I are in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio uh, just... uh feeding off each other. I'm teaching him about Canadian music, and he's teaching me about how to be patient with nothing, like with, with no real basis of learning uh, with it. So that, I think it's a good thing. I, I'm getting uh, comfortable with just waiting for him to elevate his game, and he's learning about Canadian music. Yeah, and, it's, uh, we're, we're spilling off each other. It's like that commercial with Dave Grohl. Yep. For the Crown Royal, where he's telling us to uh, thank Canada for so many oh wonderful things. Goodness. I had no idea that, that, Ooh, that Canada yeah. invented football. How about Canada wow. invented the pineapple pizza? Well, that's not something like to be proud Hawaiian of. Like the Hawaiian pizza. That's not something to brag about. Yeah, I don't, I don't we, know we, that we I'm bragging about that one. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the uh, Crown Royal. Ooh, boy, that is, uh, that is a good one. A Manitoba martini, double crown and diet. Uh, makes your just stomach. Um, oh, we have a, a great result uh, to get into from last night. As the Vegas Golden Knights upended the Los Angeles Kings in convincing fashion, running out to a 4 nothing first period lead. It was the second most goals scored in a first period ever by the Vegas mm. Golden Knights. They scored five uh, one other time. So that was significant. That how That's how powerful that first period was by the Vegas Golden Knights. And they knocked their magic number from six down to four. And they virtually locked up, although not mathematically clinched, virtually locked up. And there's a difference there, although both are very close to uh, having the end result uh, being in your hand. Uh, a home ice position in the first round. So a lot of good went down there. And remember yesterday, we talked on the VGK Insider Show from uh, T-Mobile about that mm-hmm. 1-3-1 neutral zone setup by the LA Kings and how challenging it can be. And you can't afford to get into a situation where you're trying to carry the puck and have possession over the blue line if it's not there. But I said a couple of times, and I remember uh, being very conscious of this, unless the LA Kings are not on their game. And that's exactly what happened. The LA Kings, for some reason, didn't have it. This is a team that went on a franchise record 12-game point streak, but after a run like that, there's always a leveling off period, and that's what's happening right now to the Los Angeles Kings. And I wonder... Could it happen to the Edmonton Oilers, who are on a similar type role uh, right before? And in a way, Vegas went through it last week with the contest against the the San Jose Sharks and, and the uh, follow-up uh, to the Edmonton Oilers in that power play explosion by the Oilers. Everybody has it. It's just how long does it last? How long can you get yourself out of it? For Vegas, it was a couple of games. And then they went on that uh, sweep of the Minnesota Wild in the uh, home-and-home series. Uh, for L.A., 
it, it's cost them uh, a home ice playoff mm-hmm. position, and now they're either going to get Edmonton or Vegas. And for Vegas, you win two of three, you are guaranteed to be the Western Conference and the Pacific Division regular season winners and that number one seed. Yeah, it's a it's a huge you know weekend coming up for the Vegas Golden Knights. Big game on Saturday against Dallas. In Dallas, there are opportunities on the table for the Golden Knights to get that magic number all the way down to zero and clinch the division on Saturday. It involves help from the San Jose Sharks, so we'll see if if San Jose can kind of hold up their end of the bargain, if the Golden Knights hold up their end of the bargain. But all that to say, the Golden Knights went into the game last night. They played fantastic hockey. They were on from the opening faceoff, and as you mentioned, Darren, you, you said it a couple of times yesterday, and it proved to be pretty pretty prophetic like the Los Angeles Kings just did not have their game and the Golden Knights pounced on that they did not relent the entire game and it was a fantastic 60 minutes from Vegas now you could go back and wonder the old sliding doors movie you guys haven't seen it <laughs> but it's fantastic and it's all about one action versus another action and how mm-hmm. it affects the future so i threw a pen and hit Chapman in the head, or mm-hmm. I don't throw a pen and hit Chapman in the head. What happens, the, the eventuality, the future from those two uh, situations? You make a train, you don't make a train. How your future, who you meet, who you uh, connect with, uh, uh, that type of thing. Last night, L.A. scores the first goal of the game. It's offside. Mm-hmm. And I, by yeah. the way, I always love it when the player that scores the goal that's called back is the one that cost them the goal. That that is true justice, because it, 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 I feel bad for the player when they go offside sure. and cost their teammate a goal. But when you're offside, like Andy Kopitar was, and then then he ends up scoring the goal. Well, you got nobody to blame but uh, but yourself on that. L.A. scores the game's first goal, and that was that was a good crowd last night. That was a rivalry mm-hmm. crowd. With yeah. the presence of the L.A. Kings fans in the building trying to get their team to the finish line uh, last night. So I loved uh, that atmosphere. And it wasn't a loud, loud, raucous cheer, but it was noticeable uh, when Kopitar's puck went in the net. If that stands up, how much does one goal change the game? Because that puck did cross the line. It was a goal. It's taken off the board, and Vegas comes right back and scores. Not one, but uh, but two goals. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got dueling one nothing leads, and one team is able to, to capitalize on it. And I, I would just be fascinated to see the outcome. I wish, I wish it was sliding hockey, sliding doors of hockey, uh, where I could see what the eventuality would have been from that one goal and how it changed the mentality of the game and is – one goal, really that much to uh, alter what happens in the final 57 minutes of that game? In, in a sense, I'll, I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. That goal is allowed to stand by Kopitar. Does Bruce Cassidy change lines? Does, does he mix up his forwards? Put another line up. Well, the goal is... The goal is taken off the board, he leaves Chandler Stevenson's line on, they Uh come back and they score. So, you you know, that kind of thing, like it it leads us to all these different things, or does that uh, rattle somebody 
and they're and they're good. Or does it give Yusuf uh, Gorpasalo uh, all kinds of confidence? And is he a different goaltender? Uh, it, it it's just a, a I love going down these the rabbit holes, but it's all. Uh, pure speculation because you you don't really know. But one goal in in hockey used to be the ultimate. I don't think it's quite that way anymore. But I would think based on the atmosphere last night and the impact of that game, uh, that it would have had more of a uh, reckoning than than normal. Yeah, it's really hard to kind of tell because you can look at the response from the Golden Knights and say that's the response you would have expected if the goal stood, but you don't really know if the juice that they got from the goal coming off the board is what led them to scoring two goals in a minute. So it's hard to say. I'm not really sure how much that would have altered the the outcome of the game because I don't know how no, much you juice don't know. the, it's, the it's, Los Angeles It's totally Kings. speculative. Yeah. And, and, and I mean... The, the Los Angeles Kings didn't have their game for a large stretch of the game last night. And so does one goal from Andre Kopitar that early kind of push them in the in the right direction? Maybe, but, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the goal comes off the board, the play is offside, and the Golden Knights use that to their advantage, and they open up a massive lead and never look back. It will be for a more private conversation between Bruce and I when I get the opportunity, mm-hmm. a more casual environment when I can pick his brain on something like this, but I don't remember in the National Hockey League where a forward line has been out for three goals. It doesn't it, it just doesn't happen. And it's very mm-hmm. rare that a forward line is on for two goals. Because a lot of time if you're if you're out there and you score, usually you've been on the ice for twenty to thirty seconds. Like in, in sure, be yeah. able to come off the bench uh, and get into the zone and have have the puck score. That's just the the average and the the basic uh, Mendoza line of the of the shift length of the National Hockey League is is forty five seconds. So uh, to be mm-hmm. to be left on the ice after a goal is is more rare than it is common. Take a look at when. Uh, your team scores. The Vegas Golden Knights score uh, tomorrow uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars or any game that you're watching. They go down the line and probably seven times out of ten, and I, and I might be low on this, they'll they'll change it up. So Stevenson's yeah. line, Stevenson's on. They get scored on. Goal comes off the board. They stay out. Yeah. They score, and then they stay out and they score again. I, I, I've never seen it before, and I know only two counted, but but for mm-hmm. them to be on the ice for three goals is just, it, it was borderline bizarre in, in, the, yeah. in the normalcy of hockey. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and I don't know, maybe Bruce had a hunch, and, and that's going to be kind of one of those things where, where as a coach you, you're feeling some kind of way. You want to put that line right back out there to – to see if they can win that one back or get that one back for you, even though it came off the board. And uh, it led to two fantastic plays, Phil Kessel going hard to the net, and then just a beautiful pass from Chandler Stevenson to Ivan Barbashev for the score. Yeah, the uh, the Phil Kessel, uh, I love I love what I'm seeing out of him. And there yeah, is, I've, I've talked to a couple of uh, people that have played in the National Hockey League, retired now, uh, people that I talk to quite often and bounce things off of, or they'll just flat out tell me their opinion, and it's up to me to... <laughs> sift through it. 
But uh, but one person in particular is so excited about what they're seeing from Phil Kessel. And he said to me, it's like Phil got through the year, survived the year, and mm-hmm. is now ready to go. And that's that's not a criticism when you're talking about a player at this age, uh, stage of his career. He's older. And he's on on the back nine. He had the the um, consecutive game streak that uh, they wanted to set the record of, and is continued to go. And he, and he's sprinkled in some performances. But mm-hmm. how much better has he been over the last fifteen games compared to game fifteen to thirty five? Is it is it thirty percent? Is it more than that? And and I don't know whether it's Pure execution is better, but there is or appears to be an elevated level of engagement, which is really fun to watch from Phil. And it might be just the excitement of, of being paired with Chandler lately. But but it's mm-hmm. it's he's a he's a different player. Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. I think that you can probably bump that percentage up maybe maybe 40 45 percent like I think that the, the the difference has been that noticeable for Phil um, he is chasing down pucks he, he's been a hound in the offensive zone he's getting breakaway opportunities getting behind the defense like there have been plenty of opportunities and you know he's he's been in the middle of a lot of really good things maybe it is execution I don't know but Phil Kessel down the stretch probably the last probably since coming back to to play after the bye week in the all-star break i think phil castle has really brought his game to another level and if this is the phil you get night in and night out in the playoffs i'm really excited to see what he can do and i think it's a 200 foot phil that we're seeing yeah 100 percent 100 percent there was a great back check from him last night where he was able to kind of get in and get in a lane gets his stick there and and Really, it's it's something that could have been a play for Los Angeles. It turns into nothing. I, I think Phil's been great, not just in the offensive zone, but in his own zone, too. I've written down three plays in the last five games where he's affected whether the other team scored because yeah, he was yeah. in, in the right place. And you notice I didn't make fun of you making a back check uh, reference? Go figure. It's crazy. The, you know why? Because it's Game not... Game 79? Yeah, it's not the it's not the... The preseason. You're not allowed to do that yeah. in the preseason. You can't talk about backchecking <laughs> in the preseason. It's illegal. I will not That's stand not for illegal. it. But game 79, you're fighting for first place. You're yep. you're engaged. It, uh, it's a great uh, time to be uh, showing coach, teammates, management, fans uh, of your level of uh, detail uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. And... And then the, the, the Stevenson goal, uh, where he slides it, slides it in, and it's Phil Kessel that causes the chaos around the net, uh, going to the net, and and that puck, which which was reviewed, and um, uh, we we were talking about it on the TV side. I joined uh, Shane and Dave for a little bit during during that uh, that point. It's a, it's a rule that was changed a couple of years ago, and and I don't know whether you were uh, able to see it from from your vantage point uh, at all, Ryan, but. Like both one peg was completely dislodged, and the other was up high. But the net can be totally off as long as the puck goes in independent of where the post would be. And sure, if, yeah. if if it's the defending team that causes that net to come off, uh, and the net is is all the way off, but the puck goes like basically in the middle of the net, it counts. Mm-hmm. 
And that that was yeah. that was a rule that was changed uh, just a handful of years ago, and that's a great rule uh, to get away from teams intentionally doing that, knocking the knot off by a little bit, or in that case last night, uh, the collision at the side of the net caused the net to come off. So uh, good job by the officials. Uh, they, they counted the goal initially. But then had another look at it, and uh, and it was the right call. And it's it's one of those little subtle rule changes that you don't see very often, but uh, comes in handy and is really rewards or doesn't punish because rewarding Vegas for scoring a goal is is unfair because they did everything right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it that, it didn't punish Vegas by doing yeah. everything right and still having that uh, that goal come off the board and it was still it was an important goal because it was it was one of those weird plays where i would probably guess 95% of that building last night thought that that puck wasn't going to go in or or wasn't going to count mm-hmm. uh and mm-hmm. chandler I, I don't think chandler was sure sure at the time that that puck was was, was going to count after it went across everybody knew it went across the line but the net was yeah. so uh, wonky and sideways that you're like, oh, that's that's too bad. That uh, that would have been a goal. Uh, that's uh, uh, not going to count. But uh, the referees are right on it. It was uh, it was awesome. And one of three reviews that we had last night. So it just kind of went uh, part and parcel with a with a weird uh, weird first it was a 55 minute first period. Like 55 yeah, minutes. That was a long one. Yeah. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't feel that long at the time. No. You know when it felt no. like a 55 minute period? Halfway through the third period. Yeah, it's fair. Then when you start looking at the clock and you're like, what? <laughs> Why are we so behind? What yeah. is happening? What what caused this uh, to to take place? And the game was out of reach at that point. The, the push had been exhausted by Los Angeles, and it was just a matter of getting through it uh, for, mm-hmm. for the Vegas Golden Knights and, and making it uh, official. But that, that back half of the, the third period, Chapman's nodding his head right now going, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so uh, that was, uh, that, that was uh, your proverbial four-point game. And different than one of 82, and the response by Vegas to, one, follow that game plan of chipping the puck in, because the first goal came off that, uh, chipping the Mm -hmm, puck in mm -hmm. and getting in, but then realizing if the opportunity to carry the puck in, you're you're allowed to do that if it's there. They did that, too, and that's got to give the coaching staff real confidence of establishing a game plan and the players following through on that game plan. That might be the most... Uh, uh, important part of of the game beyond just the the result itself. Yeah, it was it was buy in and execution last night, right? I, I think if you're looking at it from the Golden Knights' perspective and Bruce Cassidy's perspective, you lay the groundwork. You want your players to to respond when it matters the most, and I think for the Golden Knights. Over 60 minutes, they executed the game plan. They they put pucks in deep when it was warranted. They took the ice when it was warranted, and they they were on their game for 60 minutes. And it it affords them now an opportunity with one more point to have home ice in at least the first round. And it affords them an opportunity to clinch the division. And that's just what you play for. And they were able to come through with a massive effort last night against LA. We've got a couple of things coming up for you. Brian McCormick's going to join us in just a little bit to uh, talk about a transaction with the Vegas Golden Knights and the Henderson Silver Knights and expecting Nick Hag to uh, dial in from Dallas ahead of tomorrow's game against the Stars. So we'll come back with more of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Synthesizer? Little Calvin Harris. I never know whether it's synthesizer or just an organ. I think it's a synthesizer. I think this is a synthesizer. This is going to be a record for most times saying synthesizer without somebody stumbling and biting their tongue over it. Considering the song is called Acceptable in the 80s, I'm guessing Synthesizer. Yeah. You ever have a Synthesizer is a fun word. I yeah. I wish I had one. Like, my kid is, is is all into the music, and he's got, he wants to get a keytar. Yeah. Oh, I, nice. I told him he should get a Synthesizer. Like, no, that was cool. close. No, 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 that one was no, no, close. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I, almost, you no, almost, no, 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 no. You, you know what? You, 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 you clipped your foot on the hurdle. Made it. The hurdle came down, but you were fine. You were good. You, you didn't break break your stride. I wasn't Edwin Moses, is what you're saying? Oh, that's a reference, huh? It is, but Edwin Moses was good. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh. I wasn't Edwin I Moses. Making fun of uh, Edwin Moses. No, the guys, the guy who was one of the all time greatest athletes ever. Incredible. Like, is he the only hurdler you know? No. Um, Gail, he's the only Gail, hurdler I Gail, know. Gail Devers was a hurdler. I don't know why I don't follow or know any hurdlers. Ronaldo Nehemiah? Really? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know who that is. He was an Olympian. Ronaldo I'm, Nehemiah. I don't care if they were on Chapman, the moon. Chapman, was he a hurdler? Like, yes, he was a hurdler. I don't care if they were on Mars <laughs> as a hurdler. I don't we're, know who that is. We're really... We're, we're leaning into hard words to pronounce right now. Hurdler? Synthesizer and hurdler. Hurdler is like easier yeah, than not good. synthesizer. I would if I was on TV. I want someone to screw up synthesizer. If I was on TV, I would not say synthesizer. I would find another way to, to describe that. I would go electronic organ or something <laughs> like that. Electric piano. There, there, there electric are, piano. There are words that I stay away from when I'm on TV for that. Yeah purpose i i can't get tripped up where you know if you if you fumble it once it's gonna be like triple play you're gonna go down for the count sure get totally nick hagged (laughs) on it and and you're just gonna sit there and everybody's gonna end up laughing and you're gonna have to make a joke about yourself and i don't Mm. like making fun of myself so i just stay away from it yeah it's shoulder surgery another one yeah never put those two together Surgery on their shoulder, perfect. But shoulder <laughs> surgery, not a chance. So you'll do it on the radio, but you won't do it on TV? Yeah, nobody's looking at me. Oh, that's a good point. Big difference. Dude, huge yeah, difference it. with the ego and yeah. and embarrassment, whether I do it and make an ass of myself on the radio or a fool <laughs> of myself on TV. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense because it's still me doing the same thing sure. on the media. Yeah. It, I, I, honestly, it's a total ego thing when, when it happens on TV and when it happens on the radio. Wait, you and ego things never saw I that know. coming. I that, know. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like you at all. What are you, what are you talking about? And you know what? I, I got to be upfront with people. It's all an act. I'm, I'm not an egomaniac. But on the radio, I play it because I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I, I absolutely yeah. Bite right into that that sandwich and of me egomania. Laughing, me laughing at you doesn't quite have the same effect as Gary and Shane and Dave laughing at you. But first of all, Shane doesn't care. <laughs> Dave's going to laugh at me no matter what. And Gary will try to make fun of me, but he really wants to be me. So there, there, those are three very 
very different reactions. I am going to cut that clip oh. and I'm going to send it to Gary. I'll say it Chapman, again for that might have been the No, 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 no. That might have been the single greatest line Darren has said yes. on the radio. <laughs> 4 years ago the show that that's phenomenal. Yes. Oh, that was beautiful, Darren. Better than what beautiful. I offered last week or the week before. You know why? Cuz I continue to raise the bar on this thing. Despite yeah. despite not knowing how I to agree. play a synthesizer. I bought, uh, I my think... wife and I bought my daughter, uh, youngest daughter, a electric mm-hmm. piano slash organ for yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants one, contact <laughs> me. Because that thing's been played. Yeah, I'll take four, it off your hands. That thing's been played about four times. I've got two of them in my in my son's hand. living room. It's, it's in, like, or in my son's bedroom. And Incredible. every time I go to like get it Chabin. out of there, no, she's like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> but I can't say anything because I haven't touched my guitar I'm, I'm, in three months. I'm using it. Yeah, I'm using it. So you know, I was going to say, I mean, are you going to get are, are you going to get your son a guitar then or no? I I, I I might look into it. Yes, because I I know he would play yeah, it. You should. I know he would play yeah. it. Okay, we got a decision to make. Hag's going to call in. He's supposed to be calling in any second. But we got Brian McCormick who's standing uh, by. Oh boy, from the Henderson Silver Knights, and I want to be able to get both on. I abstain from my vote. So should we call McCormick and just – because as soon as we call McCormick, it's going to cause Hague to call yeah. in right away. So that's a way to do it. Sure. So let's call McCormick right now, and I'll explain to him on the air that we might have to put him on hold while we talk to Nick Hague. And if <laughs> Hague doesn't call in time, we'll be able to have a conversation with Brian McCormick, and they get to the bottom mm-hmm. of what's happening with the Henderson Silver Knights and the goaltending, and we'll be able to dive into that. And it's really a no-lose in the sense of if Hag calls in, we'll, we'll, we'll break away and get to the, to the sure. enforcer. That's what I'm calling him now, the enforcer in, the, in, yeah. in Nick Hag, after that what makes I saw last night, because that, that was a tough response. By, by Nick Hague after oh, that hit on Ben yeah. Hutton, which which could have been ugly. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Uh, here is uh, here's Brian McCormick. Uh, so, McCormick, here, here, this is the situation. I'll just explain this for the audience, but for your purposes. Nick Hague's supposed to call in. He hasn't called yeah. in yet, but I don't want to put things behind with you. So I want to get to your situation. If Hague calls in, we might have to put you on hold for a second. I think that's good prioritizing, to be honest with you. Yeah. You would you would do it to me? You, actually, yes, you, you did. And it to he me. would do it to both of us. You so did it to me right. the other day, and there was nobody else on on the line. Uh, but but that's a story for a different day uh, on HSK today. Uh, tell me about the goaltending and and what's going on with the Henderson Silver Knights. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, we're seeing a, a wide rotation of bodies in the month of uh, March and April. That's for sure. Um, but the expectation tonight, Aiden Hill was assigned on uh, a conditioning loan. To the HSK earlier today. My expectation is that Aiden Hill is going to play. Uh, Jordan Papierney on an AHL contract just got his first AHL win on Wednesday night in a shootout. He'll be backing up uh, for Aiden Hill. That's the, that's my my understanding. I never really know 100 percent till warmups, but I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, and meanwhile, Yuri Patera is still in that day to day category. He got injured in a, uh, a net front collision with Dryden Hunt in Calgary last week that uh, shook him up a bit. Uh, so I think he's still going through the process of evaluation. But uh, for now, it's been Papierney, uh, Hill, and then Isaiah Seville, who has also gotten dinged up uh, in the course of this week and uh, is in that day-to-day category as well. So plenty of players who have done the uh, the silver this season, and Aiden Hill, it looks like, is going to be the most uh, or the, the next one up. This kind of came out of left field because we weren't aware that 
Aiden Hill was this close. So a lot of eyes going to be on the game tonight uh, for the HSK. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know it was coming either, Darren, but that's not surprising. I know, you know, I never find out anything before you find it out. So mm. uh, I think there's the uh, the fact that obviously he's, he's ready to go, that he's, he's game ready or he wouldn't be getting in there. Um, I definitely think it's good for the uh, for Aiden Hill to have the opportunity to come down here and get some work with, with Freddie Brathwaite and, and uh, of course, the entire VGK goaltending council is going to be watching and, and have their, their say, but... Uh, it's a good developmental space, obviously, that uh, certainly the Silver Knights playing, their, their playoff hopes mathematically are done. So there's no concern about dropping a player in and, and shaking things up. This is a, uh, a team that can offer opportunities alike to 20-year-old kids looking to make their, their case for next season or veteran goaltenders who are looking to get their NHL game back. You know, This is a, a Silver Knights roster right now that is ripe for uh, filling whatever role you needed to fill without worrying about how it might impact wins and losses. Um, but the fact that he's, he's ready and he's going to get some uh, some luck, he's going to get some work. Uh, the Silver Knights gave up 46 shots on Wednesday to Tucson. Every game is different, but they're facing a Bakersfield Condors team that's rolling pretty good right now. So uh, good opportunity before the Silver Knights go on the road to, to pop Aiden Hill in, let him play, see how he feels, see how he looks, and then uh, go from there with only five games left in the HSK season. I think it was probably a, uh, a now or never thing. If we want to get him in there and get him some game reps that aren't at the NHL level, we should we should do this now if he feels like he's ready. Well, the games are too important in the National Hockey League level to, to try that right now and mm-hmm. uh, to be able to work right. down that path. Uh, BMAC is with us. Uh, Brian McCormick from the Henderson Silver Knights, the voice of the uh, HSK on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, and, you know, I, I guess kind of the, the logical question in terms of Aiden Hill, who was playing so well before he got hurt, the mindset for him to say, you know what, I, I want to get into games, I'm more than willing to go and play in Henderson to get those reps. Like, what does it say uh, about Aiden Hill, his character, and, and his ability as a teammate? Well, for sure, Ryan. And I think, first of all, again, Aiden Hill's playing tonight because Aiden Hill is medically ready to play. They wouldn't rush it just to... Like, oh, we're running out of HSK games. If he's going to get some uh, some safe reps, we better do it now. No, he's ready, so they're going to put him in there. But, again, the fact he's willing to do it, I think he's excited to do it, I would imagine, because he's ready for game action again. This is not a player I would think. And I've not had – I've had very, very few conversations with Aiden Hill, so I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. But this is a player who's played significant time in the AHL before. He was in San Jose last season, if I remember correctly. So it's not a player who would – uh, scoff at the idea of having to go to the American Hockey League and, and put some work in, but you know I think the uh, a player who showed a great attitude towards it was Laurent Brassois earlier this season when he went to the AHL at the start of the year and he says, "Hey, I was injured this summer. I was working my way back. I knew I was going to need to go down and and play. I I wouldn't have put myself on the opening day roster either if I was healthy. I knew I was going to need an opportunity to go out there and both knock off rust, but also put in some work and become better." So I don't think any player in this organization sees uh, going down to the AHL for Henderson and not having to get on a plane and go somewhere else, but to drive 20 minutes the other direction on the road and, and get, put some work in. And, and again, I, I mentioned Freddie Brathwaite. Not that uh, you know the Burks and Rosatis, of course, they're the ones at the top of the helm and, and who have guided the NHL goaltending battery all season long. But I think there's a lot of respect for Freddie Brathwaite as well, that when the players get a chance to, to work with Freddie, it's, Obviously a different perspective, but it's a guy who's had a terrific NHL career before he went into coaching, 
and a play, uh, a coach who's had a lot of uh, impact in the guidance of Logan Thompson. Uh, Brassois is back and at it. Uh, it. There's a good track record of players coming down to Henderson and getting exactly what they need, whether it's what they need for a couple of weeks or a couple of months. So I would imagine that for Aiden Hill, he's going to be happy that he's back in game action again and that he can get his work in in an atmosphere that is not, you know, the, the most important thing for Aiden Hill tonight is Aiden Hill, and he doesn't have to worry about a playoff race that might coincide with it. There's two elements to this. One is individually for Aiden. The other one is to the organization. He's got to test himself, and he's got to prove it to the organization that he's healthy. If those two things go right, then he's back in the picture with the big club. That That right. is, is the horizon, and this is the path to do it uh, for Aiden Hill. I did have a chance to cross paths with him yesterday. And we, it was a very short conversation, but we talked about things, and he was hopeful. But he, he said something that stuck out to me. I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Mm-hmm. And the idea of not being able to go was eating at him. So I, this doesn't surprise me that he would have this opportunity presented to him, and he would grab onto it and say, yeah, I'll do anything. Now, I didn't know about this possibility yesterday when we, when right. we chatted, but, uh, but that that tone, I'm best shape in my life, and there was the, uh that, that aspect of it. Uh, be, before we uh, slide away here, I uh, want to get into, uh, you the, got the broadcast on the radio and the TV tonight, right? Yep, we're on my LV TV. Darren Elliott is hopping in, uh, which is one of the reasons we had him come in today. We we're going to ask you too, Darren, is just, again, the way things are going, anyone who's ever put on pads in their life should be in the building. Uh, <laughs> but if we get to Darren Elliott, that means that we have something else to talk about tomorrow. Uh, uh, Elliot and I have a, have a running joke together. Uh, if if you hear a big squeak, uh, it's it's usually one of our hips. Uh, movie. It's it's not the feedback on the radio, which takes me to another conversation. I was on HSK today this week, and kind of. there is sort of yeah 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 exactly. So uh, I come on a break uh, with with McCormick, but uh, but there's uh, some problem uh, connecting, and McCormick did an entire interview with me without being able to hear me. I, I kid you not. He asked me three questions. I answered them. He couldn't understand me totally, but he still answered them. Nobody does that. Nobody in this <laughs> business is able to handle it smoothly and acknowledge what's going on, but get through it and not throw their headset at the same time. And Brian McCormick, a massive stick tap to you in your abilities, your talent level uh, that is extraordinary, and the fact that you're an amazing human being because... Uh, I I would have snapped, and I will say this too: <laughs> being on hold and listening to the rejoin and having trouble, I would have hung up on anybody else. But because it was you, I wanted to see. I was more interested to see how's this thing going to play out. How's this going to play out? Yeah, well, yeah. Darren, I, I like that you and I are the first two people ever to play audio Mad Libs. But <laughs> yes. I was literally, I, I said it on the air. I said, "Well, we've got some sort of technical difficulty." I was hearing an automated, digitized sound every ten seconds. It was basically like talking to. Artificial intelligence mallard and barely, which which um, doesn't go together either. Artificial intelligence mallard. Yeah, it, it, I might as well have been doing a, a, an interview in a different language, other than the fact I could I could barely hear you at all. Which is to say that it was all right. So Darren, what do you think about this? Yes, down to twenty, and then so how is that going to affect things? So I. You rolled with it better than I did, but was, thanks for being a good sport. It was unbelievable. For people that didn't hear it, it was crazy. He admitted he couldn't hear me, still did a complete interview with me, 
And it was the good questions, and we talked hockey, and uh, it, unless we had acknowledged it, you probably wouldn't have known about it. And then he goes on his way and and uh, and finishes the conversation, and he's a true professional. So uh, I, I think the world should know more about what Brian McCormick can do because uh, you, are, you are one special dude. Because, again, I probably got fired because I would have wrecked half the equipment. Well, you know what? If we ever find ourselves in that situation again, Darren, I'm going to ask controversial questions because I, I won't know if you heard me and I won't hear the answer. So we'll talk politics and religion and I'll just assume everything's gone fine on the other side of the curtain. I should have answered with, you jerk. I've never liked you. I don't think you know what you're talking about. And to which I would have responded, fascinating. Excellent <laughs> points there, Darren. One and all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Hey, uh, have a great broadcast tonight. The the addition of Aiden Hill to the lineup uh, really adds some intrigue uh, to this game tonight against Bakersfield. We'll be watching. We'll be listening uh, to you and Darren Elliott uh, bring it home uh, tonight with Aiden Hill uh, in the lineup for the HSK. Hopefully working his way back to being in consideration for the Vegas Golden Knights in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, have a great show, pal. Thanks, guys. Always fun hanging out. There's uh, there's Brian McCormick, <laughs> the VGK Insider Show. I, I couldn't do it. I just simply would have said, play promos. I'm done. And then I would have yelled at Chapman. Yeah. I wasn't even in there. No, no. I'm just saying if, oh, if oh, it would have happened okay, here. Yeah, yeah. If it were this show. Yeah, okay. if it were this show. Yeah. yeah. Well, whoever was in here I obviously it. did a very good job. So it was it was. Great stuff uh, from from Brian McCormick, who calls a fantastic game, doesn't he? Like just uh, just a wonderful, uh, talented broadcaster. Let's take a break. When we continue the Michael e. Minden Jewelers Hockey Parlay Contest, we give you three games. You pick the winners. You win money. We'll tell you how much money is up for grabs, and then we'll look ahead to hour number two, news and notes, and you'll hear from Bruce Cassidy and a little bit of Canadian music uh, information coming your way on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. We've got VGK tickets to give away two pairs to the final home game of the year. Coming up in hour mm. number two. But if you call 702-876-1340 right now, you can participate in the Michael E. Minden Hockey Parlay Contest. <laughs> The phone lines are lighting up right now. Ooh. And you're he's wow. wondering right now whether that's Nick Hag dialing in. That was my first thought. Yes. <laughs> I could read your mind. I could I could absolutely read your mind right now going, uh oh. So we will take caller number two. All right. But I will let you You know what? I hope turn it's off the Nick microphone. Hague. I hope it's oh. Nick Hag is caller number two. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't be allowed. So we will take caller number two to seven oh two eight seven six thirteen forty. All right, Chapman, go ahead. Take caller number two. That's the one. Parley. Parley. Time to parlay with the insiders. Brought to you by Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers in the Fashion Show Mall. We give you three games. You pick the winners of all three. You will win money. How much money are we up to this week? $100. Because? We've had three winners in a row. Yes, I love it. This is awesome. Who do we got in the wild? We've got Scott. 
Scott, you are caller number two. Uh, welcome to the VGK Insider Show. Uh, how you feeling? Uh, have you scouted the schedule? Because tomorrow every team is in action. So we had a wide berth to choose from. So it wasn't too hard to pick a game of 16 is what you're saying. Well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we, we just had some good ones to choose from. So here's, here's Chapman. He's going to give you the games, and you pick uh, the winner of each contest, okay? Okay, okay Scott. Sounds good. So this game comes courtesy of Ryan Wall. He's going to force you to take an interest in the Anaheim Ducks visiting the Arizona Coyotes. That's what I do. I know. I'm sorry. So really what you want to decide here is who do you think can manage to lose the game easier? Because neither club <laughs> wants to win. I think I'm going to go with Arizona. I think Keller still wants to get them goals, so I'm going to go with Arizona. I like it because they played much is. better uh, at Mullet Arena than anywhere else. Their, their home record is is legit. Uh, amazingly to say that uh, for a team that is, what, uh, 28th in the National Hockey League? All right, that's uh, game number one, Arizona. Okay, game number two is a team fighting to get into the playoffs against a team that just had their playoff streak snapped as the Florida Panthers travel to the nation's capital to take on the Washington Capitals. I'm going with the Panthers. I like it. Well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to game number three. All right, game number three. Big game. 50-win team against a 61-win team. New Jersey at Boston tomorrow night. Actually, an ABC game. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go uh, against the grain. I'm going to go with the Devils. Okay. Wow. Wow. I just want to point out one thing. Chapman totally swiped my stuff. I gave that game. That's my game. And I said, it's a 50-win team against a 61-win team. He's like, yeah. And then, wow. he, then he says it on the air like he came up with <laughs> no, it. I, you, what, no, you I did. I never you, said that. You, you just <laughs> said it like you, you just came up with it. So, Scott, you've got uh, Arizona to beat Anaheim at home at Mullet Arena, Florida on the road against Washington, and New Jersey to upset the Boston Bruins in a game involving two of the powerhouses in the Eastern Conference. So $100 is yours if you get all three right. Good luck, buddy. I appreciate it. We got your information. Uh, we'll be watching along with you and cheering you on. 100 bucks uh, goes towards Scott if he can come up with it. So which game are you most nervous about of those three, Chapman? I'm I'm nervous about the New Jersey and Boston game, but I will be on his side in that one. I will be pulling big time for New Jersey in that game. Well, Boston's chasing history. Yes. New Jersey's chasing a playoff position and a... No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Well, they, they, they could, they could still win the division. They're going to get a spot. But. Well, they could win the division. Hmm. They're playing for that. That's kind of cool. Not nowhere near as much as history. No. And but, th- this whole Boston seat thing, it's out there on its own. It hasn't been building, and I don't think it's repeatable next year. This is standalone Tallest tree in the forest by 40 feet. And you wonder, how did that tree grow so big? Well, we don't want to talk about tall trees and growing big. And well, You don't have to go there, okay? I'm just There's saying. There's an issue with the Masters, and he has to be Johnny Canuck Lumberjack. <laughs> That's a I, great I logo, no, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, I know, because you, uh, you don't follow anything else in the world. Uh, but the, no, I don't the, the, the idea uh, of uh, Boston, Boston being able to get this done and being the best regular season team of all time, mm-hmm. and it not be the 70 Montreal Canadiens, 
the 80s Islanders, the Oilers, the the Detroit Red Wings of the 90s and 2000s, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, that it's that it's a one-off Boston team mm-hmm. is really good for the NHL. It's the best postseason for the NHL you've, because you've got this favorite over here, and then you've got mass parity with the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. Normally you get one or the other, but never do you get – the team that's out there that everybody's either rooting for or against, whether you're, you're, you're because they're so uh, separated from what the norm is, and then the the greatness of the battle for positions and and division leads and titles, uh, it's awesome. I, the, it's it sums up uh, one of the great stages uh, where or places that the National Hockey League uh, is, which just a couple of years after the pandemic, is so cool. It, it kind of reminds yep. me a little bit of when Golden State. A couple of years ago, they were chasing the all-time wins record, in but, the, and, and, they, and was, they ended up and they ended up not winning. No, but that was a team that was built to do something like that. Well, they, they, that's no, not no. the conversation we had about Boston going into the season. No, no, no Boston, I, I Boston understand that. Not at all. Boston was going to be a playoff cusp team. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying yes. that the chasing history part. I, I mean, there's obviously not a lot of parallels. No, which but, means. But I, I kind of ho- you want a mulligan on that comparison. I, I kind of hope they lose, just like the Warriors Who? did. Boston, I hope no, they don't win. No, the no, cup. no, no, no. It's different, Chapman. That's what I'm saying. This s- wasn't I, expected out of Boston. Well, I don't know if anyone thought the Golden State was going to challenge the Bulls for the most wins in Whole NBA lot more history. More so than the Boston Bruins, who didn't know whether Bergeron was going to come back, didn't know whether Krejci was ever going to come back, uh, had changed coaches. Yeah, but I'm, the, I'm, not, I'm not saying had, that, that had goaltending that was Charlie, oh, good. Charlie Mack, Charlie McAvoy hurt to start the year. Brad I, I get it. New coach, I understand. Year, like, I mean, it's it's. But the chasing no history predicted. aspect. I'm, I'm just talking about chasing the wins record, Man, the most know, wins. You know who's going to chase out of here? <laughs> and and it's going to happen during this commercial break. You, well, get, you get Nick Hague after. Yeah, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna when he calls. Oh boy. <laughs> you you better be counting your lucky stars. So, so it's not a Zoom thing. The the shot is the Hager bomb. Yes. But he was throwing some bombs last night. So you got to come up You've with been something. Thinking about that? No, no. You got to come up with something creative for for his punches. Yes. All right. Okay. I got it. Run run a few by him. See what he likes. All right. I will. He's got the best voice in the radio station. Oh yeah, yeah. Like not even Chapman. Uh, close. Chapman. Yes. Why wouldn't you just go with Hager fists? Oh my gosh. Nah, nah. You guys don't watch MMA. What, what, really? what is that? For like real? You, that that, no. that meme? Like At least you tried, well, no. Ryan. No. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Chapman. We'll give you a participation <laughs> ribbon. All right? Bart Simpson nah, drops the cake yeah. in the. At least the I came up with something. At least I came up with something. Hey, but there's no time limit on this. It's our game. We're giving ourselves all the extensions in the world. That's the best part about coming up with your own game you make all the rules. And we know you're good at that. Exactly. Fair. Beach K Insider Show. Uh, Going to try and catch up with Nick Hag in hour number two. We've also got one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. We'll sum up tonight's schedule. We'll run through that in detail. The perspective of winners <laughs> and losers. I will go. I guarantee you I will pick every winner tonight. And we've got Bruce Cassidy from today before the team took off for Dallas. And uh, he will tell us uh, about the goaltending situation, uh, what's coming ahead. I'll touch on Aiden Hill. And uh, a little bit of Canadian music knowledge dropped on you. It's the VGK Insider Show. Hour number two is coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas.